Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Have you always felt a little odd, a little different? The world is crying out for witches to heal and to rebuild, but do you hear its call and will you answer? This is a space for free thinking, where I give you tools to explore and build your craft. We all have a divine spark. Join me each week and grow that spark into a fiery beacon. I am your host, Michael Moorcroft, and I'll be bringing you a one-on-one guide to all things witchcraft and spirituality. This is The Major's Well. Hey there, Majors. Welcome back to this week's episode. I've decided to look into another practical magic topic. It's been a while, so I thought I would look at hair magic. Throughout Europe, hair was thought to be the place where witches stored their malefic powers, and actually in the witch trials, one of the first things they would do to a suspect was to shave their hair as well as their whole body, in an attempt to strip them of their power. Based on this, how could I not look into hair? But before I do, I thought I would give a little bit of an update London has been really intense this year and I need some breathing space, so I've decided to move back home for a little while. This will give me time to work on the podcast as well as some other projects that I've got in the pipeline. It also means I'll be able to put out more Patreon content. I'm just going to be honest and say I feel quite guilty in regards to people subscribing to my channel and I'm not able to post regular content. It's really time-consuming and difficult to produce an episode, to research it, record it, edit, promote it. It's a lot, and it's also a lot every week, especially with a full-time job and modelling on the side as well. I've asked my stepdad to help out with the editing of the sound, and combine this with the fact that I'm not working means I'm going to have more time for the podcast and my Patreon. 
I just want to say a massive thank you for my supporters, even though the content isn't consistent. I really appreciate it, and I want to do a little shout out. Thank you to all my sugar pot spell majors, Stragata, Sean C, I Maeve H, Rebecca, Alice V, Gillian K, Inez TP, Jennifer H, Marie C, Yolanda V, and Mary W. And to my midnight majors, Tara C, Barbara R, Erin R, Stephanie M, Andrew F, and Shirley F. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. Now, on to hair magic. A defining characteristic of mammals, hair is somewhat of a mystery. It is our most powerful symbol, as it's physical and personal, yet it's also shared at the same time. Our hair is subject to public consumption, and is signed symbolism that is steeped in historical anecdotes and societal conventions. Made of mainly a tough protein called keratin, the root follicles are fed by a tiny, intricate network of delicate blood vessels, which lie below the surface of our skin. Hair grows everywhere on the body, except for the mucous membranes and the galbrous skin, the skin of the palms, soles, and lips. Symbolizing strength and vitality, these properties are said to be contained within a person's hair. The biblical Samson instantly comes to mind, but also, the state of hair was thought to tell us the frame of mind that the person was in. Dirty and unkept hair indicates abandonment and wildness, a disregard of society and its norms. Tight, neat curls are associated with inner peace, and long straight hair signifies a carefree attitude, perhaps coming from Greek and Roman times, where only the wealthy could afford to have and maintain long hair. It became a symbol of status. Now this was thrown out the window in the 20s, when the flappers cut their hair to neat bobs as a way to rebel against the idea of what a woman was. Hair has been said to be our crown of glory. Our hair allows us to send messages of health, sexuality, religiosity, and power. Hair is both sensual and magnetic. It can inform at a glance how we express ourselves and what group identity we belong to. It's also a huge signal of transformation, and changing our hair is one of the first things we do when we've undergone a process of major transition. But with all this powerful symbolism and subconscious interplay over hair, it can lead those suffering from hair loss to feel robbed and though their self-image is changed or threatened. Individuals can go through a whole process of mourning and disbelief around coming to terms with their loss and the trauma of it. Yet cultures around the world revered baldness and saw it as revealing the beauty of the entire head. To shave your own head conveys concepts of consecration and spiritual transformation. It can symbolize death and rebirth. Now hair is heavily policed by religions across the globe, many of which require the hair to be covered, veiled, styled in a particular way, or adhering to a particular length, or simply letting it grow out. How the hair is displayed is important within many spiritual doctrines. In a lot of cases, the displaying of hair is the displaying of vanity. A lot of the hair used in wigs today 
comes from Hindu temples in the Andhra Pradesh region of India. With 50,000 visitors passing through the doors on a daily basis, a quarter of which will sacrifice their hair, resulting in over 500 tons of hair that is sold to wig merchants each year. And speaking of money, as of this year, the hair industry is worth $77.15 billion. But what about the hair colours? What's the symbolism behind them? Well, red hair, belonging to 2 to 4% of the world's population, is particularly linked to promiscuity, a fiery temperament, Mars-like anger, and witchcraft. It sounds like my Christmas wish list. Now, during the Spanish Inquisition, it was thought individuals had that colour from stealing the fire from hell. Blonde hair, highly desired in the Victorian era. It was associated with youth, beauty, and even had angelic qualities. Brown was seen as sophisticated and mature, while black was seen as deep and spiritual. Grey straddles two worlds, one of the wise and mature, but crossing a subtle societal line and that of ageism, it becomes irrelevant and quite aging on the person. Now, pubic hair is particularly potent and is used in love potions across the globe. One story that I came across involves a 16th century Scottish witch called John Fian. He wanted a young girl to fall in love with him, so he sought about gathering three of her pubic hairs to craft a love spell. However, he was tricked and used three hairs from a cow's udder. The cow became obsessed with John and chased him around the town. Now, hair was actually gifted between lovers as a token of affection, and prior to the 20th century, families actually kept albums containing the hair of members of the family. These locks became heirlooms, and the book could be passed down throughout the generations. Now, throughout history and across cultures, hair has played a huge role with death and how we process it. In many cultures, the requirement for dishevelled, messy hair during the mourning process was vital as a sign that the individual was actually grieving. We see this in multiple societies, including the Aztecs, the ancient Egyptians, the ancient Greeks, and throughout Mesopotamia, to just name a few. It's actually thought that the ancient Egyptians offered some of their cut hair to the deceased. Magically speaking, hair is of both tremendous power, within Shakespeare's Macbeth, the iconic three witches are powerful, and they're sinister. They also have the added detail of having beards. Thought to make their gender ambiguous, it is no coincidence that their power was terrifying and destroyed bloodlines. But hair is also incredibly vulnerable. Traditionally, it was thought that to have a piece of someone's hair meant that you could easily control and manipulate them. Be careful with how you dispose of your hair. Some cultures burn it, others say this diminishes power, some gift it back to the earth or allow birds to use it for the nests, others say this will give the person headaches, some cultures bury hair, others will say this is bad luck. Within Ozark lore, the hair gathered from brushes was buried and never thrown away. There's no consistency between cultures as to how you should dispose of your hair. Therefore, I'd suggest do what feels right for you and whatever your cultural background suggests. How are you going to use hair in your magic? Well, shaking your hair was said to double the power of a spell, and with this idea of hair containing power, 
It could be good to ritualistically brush your hair before you start your workings to get knots out of them, symbolic of removing any blockages. You could also utter a prayer or spell as you do this. I would do these after you've set up your space and cast your circle, but before you start any rituals or workings, they nicely set the scene and somewhat charge you up. I mentioned earlier that hair, particularly pubic hair, is a powerful ingredient within love magic. However, disclaimer, this is more for invoking passion and carnal desire rather than it is for fidelity. This hair should be collected during a waxing moon phase or on a full moon for a more potent energy. There is an old Irish hair braiding ritual whereby traditionally the man braided a bracelet from his hair and gave it to the woman he loved. This is quite a display of trust, given how much power can be held over you if someone has your hair. This binding didn't work unless the woman accepted the bracelet. You could recreate this and exchange bracelets with your closest people. Alternatively, if you are attracting too much attention from your suitors, you could use the ash of your hair, you could dry out a chili plant and burn it, retaining its ashes, red pepper, chili powder and plenty of garlic. You want to grind this all up and hold the people that you want to send away in your mind and say, what ails me is no more, what chases me shall no more. The powder is charged, you just need to rub it into your heels when you need to use it. Wash off when you're done. I came across quite a nice spell that brings a family together and strengthens the family unit. You want to get a hair from everyone and then you want to braid them together and tie them with red silk. You want to wrap this in more red silk and put seven knots into it. Wrap this in a small piece of white silk. I would strengthen this by petitioning Hera who rules over the home. It could be quite a useful little spell over the Christmas period. You could also incorporate hair into any ancestral workings. You could also bring in a little bit of witchcraft and magic in regards to how you look after your hair. Performing tasks to the cycles of the moon, it's nothing new, but did you know that it also governs your hair? Cutting on or just after a new moon, not a dark moon, check out my dark moon episode to learn more about the distinction, or cutting it on a full moon, it's a very powerful time for your hair. It's said to help it grow faster and stronger. Contrast this with cutting it on a waning moon, where it's said it will make it grow thin and even possibly make it fall out. Let's defo book our hair appointments in accordance to the moon cycles. And talking of cutting hair, it's also seen as a liberation from the past within some cultures. You could incorporate this idea within a ritual of letting go or embarking on a new chapter. It's the death of an old identity in order to usher in a new one. You can also brush your hair in the light of a full moon, and this is said to strengthen it. You could also charge your hairbrush in a full moon as well. After you've washed and conditioned your hair, you could soak it in a sink of warm water with herbs, depending on the energy and correspondences that you want to imbue your hair with. You could also make a hair spritz around this intention too, and also, as hair gathers up a lot of energy, to cleanse it throughout the day, you could add salt to this hair spritz to remove any stagnant energy. Added bonus of wavy beach curls. Hair loss can be painful and isolating, so I've gathered some things that you could do around it. Just a side note though, please seek medical advice and combine witchcraft with conventional treatments and therapies. 
Also, I am not a medical practitioner. Now, the ancient Egyptians, they viewed hair loss as a sort of divine retribution. I'm not pointing the finger or blaming individuals for their hair loss, but it's certainly an interesting concept to look into. Could there be something you're being punished for, and is there a way you can rectify or remedy the situation? Perhaps you've upset a deity and need to repair the relationship. Alternatively, cultures around the world associated hair loss with cursing and hexes. Also something to bear in mind, perhaps it's time for a big cleanse and to return the hex back to the sender. Now this aside, is there any magic you can practice to help regrow your hair? Well, placing a lock of hair under a stone within a river or a stream is said to stimulate growth. Just a side note here, the water must be flowing, it can't be stagnant else it won't grow. Similarly, a Romani tradition advises cutting a lock of hair and burying it under a willow tree. This will help protect your hair, but also as the willow tree grows, so will your hair. There's an old spell whereby you sit out onto the moon and say, I gave you my hair, now moon, give me yours. You're supposed to do this every three nights for a whole lunar month, and you could also incorporate singing to the moon as a form of an offering. You could also make new moon water and wash your hair with it, make a herbal soak or massage it into the scalp, visualizing it feeding seeds and then growing as you do so. I've also stumbled across a sigil that I've posted on the mage as well, called the hair on my head grows back thicker and fuller sigil. You can draw it and place it under your pillow, or draw it on your shampoo bottle, or really you can incorporate it anywhere you see fit. You could also make a poppet of yourself, and any hair that sheds, you could stick it to the poppet's head. This would work with encouraging you to keep your hair, but also for it to grow thicker. And maybe you're not balding, but perhaps it's a concern of yours. If you're worried about losing your hair, dew collected on a midsummer's morning and applied to the scalp prevents balding. Now, how the hair is tied can add power to your workings. Tying the hair up either into a braid or a bun, it's quite a powerful hack and it's got a long tradition. Bound hairstyles represent controlled and focused power. This can be incorporated into spells around gaining control and adding power to your workings. Now this being said, unkept wild hair can represent a raw, untamed power. This can be used around ideas of freedom and mourning. You can also do binding magic within braiding your hair. Think of your intention, sing, pray, chant whilst braiding your hair, and combine it with a colour ribbon that matches the intent, or flowers, thread, or beads. You could also add oils in to layer up the meaning and the intention. Just be mindful to the type of braids that you're doing, and that you're not appropriating cultures whilst doing so. What deities do you want to work with in relation to hair? Really, I'd say you could work with any deity that's been depicted with good hair. It just depends on how you define good. I think it's a very case-by-case -case basis. For me personally, I would be tempted to work with Thor, but you might go for Hera or Hecate. Now that being said though, there are gods who have strong connections to hair. Isis, for example, she's got a lot of references to her hair. And during her lovemaking with Osiris before he departs for the underworld, she covers them both with her hair. 
Venus and Aphrodite, really good shouts, and really any deity related to beauty would be good for hair. Lilith, loads of mentions to her lustful red hair. There's also the Norse goddess, Seath. Now, she had beautiful golden hair that was connected to the wheat of the land. Now, Loki, the trickster, stole her hair and she woke up screaming. Thor, her husband, heard her cries and knew what Loki had done. He threatened the trickster god to give his wife's hair back. Obviously, having cut it, Loki isn't able to do this, so he weaves together golden thread and made Seath a wig. I think she'd be great to work with if you're dealing with hair loss. You could also work with the Greek nymph, Sekas. Now she combs Artemis's hair and became the patron saint of hairdressers within Greece. If you are bald, the Egyptian god of creation is also bald, you could approach him. You could grow your hair longer if possible in devotion to one of these deities. Final tips. If your hair is long enough, you could cut off a piece somewhere discreet on your head and make a sigil out of it. You could use the hair from your hairbrush to use within knot magic. You could stuff a poppet with hair to link it to whoever you're casting a spell on. Wash your hair after a fight or tie it up before starting one. And after grieving, it's beneficial to cut or trim your hair. Hair is a massive receptacle for energy. If you're feeling a little off-center, brushing your hair can be quite grounding. Cover your hair to keep the power within the crown energy center contained and unveil it within rituals to unleash its power. Adding your hair to your workings will bind you to that spell. It makes it more personal and stronger. I really like the idea of seeing your hair as a magical receptacle. It adds another layer of meaning to our hair and changes our perspective of it. What magic are you going to weave into your hair? And majors, that's it. That is a wrap for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. My intent with this podcast is to provide guidance and inspiration for those on their spiritual path and to talk about interesting parts of history relating to spirituality. I also want to connect you with information that is both useful and reliable. Would you like to support me? With your support, I can dedicate more time to the mage as well. You can financially support me through Patreon, where you'll gain access to more content and connect with the mage as well community. The link for this is in the episode description. If you're not keen on pledging money for whatever reason, but you still want to support, you can follow my Instagram at the mage as well. You could tell your friends and family about the show. You could post about the podcast. And most importantly, you could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is really important. It really helps because it boosts the algorithm over on Apple Podcasts and it draws in new listeners and helps get the podcast out there. Please help me out. This is an independent podcast. It's just me researching, producing and editing. Anything you can do will help. If you own a business and would like to advertise on the show, please get in touch. The show's email is themajorswell at gmail.com. Special thanks to Coral St. Clair for the podcast artwork. The poem this week is called Braiding Your Hair by Jane O'Wayne. Last night I found you walking in your sleep, stopping near the stairs, staring right at me. You answered someone in your dream, then went to bed. Now brushing the night out of your hair, I keep catching on knots, not from your words, they're forgotten, but your face so fugitive, 
your eyes at point-blank range as strangers. The mystery, not just yours but mine, the day and night in all of us, your hair between my hands, your back to me. I separate the strands to braid them. Peace out, witchers, and I'll see you at the crossroads. on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks italian leather jackets and so much more and the best part about quince they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe ethical and responsible manufacturing elevate your style without the elevated price tag with quince Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.